0: Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed two to three years. Rhino Shield is guaranteed for 25 years. Hey, everybody, Todd Jeffries here for Rhino Shield. It's a ceramic coating that is eight times thicker than paint. It can be applied over any surface, including wood, bricks, stucco, steel, hardyboard, vinyl, even your roof. And right now, they're offering a 15% discount. For a free quote, Texas Rhino Shield at 855 Rhino TX. That's 855 Rhino TX. And online, Texas Rhino Shield.
1: Live and local every afternoon two to four. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512-836-0590. Thank you all for having me on. Now, Mark, Melinda,
2: and Ed. Howdy, Melinda. How are you?
3: I am not happy with this situation we got going on right here.
2: Uh oh, what is it?
3: We're in here. Did you see outside? Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> gorgeous. It's we,
2: gorgeous. We should move outside, Ed.
4: We should, or just go upstairs to the roof and just broadcast under the under the the clouds up there. It's beautiful. We should do that. Get the stu- outdoor studio, Mark. I've been telling you that for 30 years, my friend. Outdoor <laughs> studio, outdoor studio.
3: <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a studio. Give me a mic in the outdoors and there let's go. You go.
4: Yes. Hope you're
2: having a good one today. Tate is here producing. The Austin City Council has been told that the city is not bringing in the tax revenue that had been expected. Therefore, the City Council is spending much more money and is meeting the revenue projections. Well,
4: I think we've known that, that this is a spend, spend, spend city, and I scratch my head. We are expanding every single day with more people, more businesses. We've got a lot of rich people in this town. And I don't understand how the sales tax is down this dramatic. I, do, I don't understand Really? It. You don't? Yeah, I don't understand People it. don't
3: want to come here, and they most definitely don't want to spend their money here. But
4: they're not. Our population is not going down. Our population is going up. I know what you're saying, Mel. People are leaving the city to go to or, uh, more affordable suburbs. But uh, it just shows me, again, that the city council never met a project they didn't like to spend, and they still... And we have evidence today on our list of stories that their priorities are askew. Their priorities are not uh, police and fire and public service. It's other stuff.
3: Well, and in this story, it said not only is it the uh, sales tax not meeting expectations, but the money that they were getting from the federal government, from us on the federal level, with the uh, American Rescue Plan Act. Is is part of the reason, too. That's going away. That money is, well, spent. And so it's not there to help aid the budget anymore, which is just proof that this council knows nothing when it comes to budgeting. Why you would continue to set your budget based on a one-time amount of money that comes your way And Mm -hmm. not take into account that at some point that is not an ongoing funding for you. And yet you manage to make your budget like it is.
0: Sales
2: tax revenue is flat so far this year. The city council had projected it would go up 4%. So there's the problem. Mm. On top of that, the federal money is just about gone. They've been burning through $188 million in federal taxpayer money. And yet, in this same meeting, where they heard all of this information, the city council then said to the city manager, find ways to put more money into paying rent for people here in Austin. We want more taxpayer money to cover rent.
3: Again, that is their problem. They are sitting here just told, you're probably not going to have the money. You're going to have to find areas to cut in your budget. And they go, okay, well, hey, as long as it's not the rental assistance or the wraparound services or all the things that we really shouldn't be a part of but we want to spend the taxpayer money on, uh, yeah, fine, we'll, we'll look. Where do you think they're going to do the cuts?
2: City Council Member Chito Vela said we have to keep continuity in these programs. The stop-and-start nature is not good for the people receiving this money from the taxpayers. that's what we
4: always say. Once you start giving, it's not going to go away. And, Cheeto, you've got to realize you've got to prioritize. And they're not prioritizing. And that just tells you, once again, once they start the programs, they will never turn back. And it is a form of excessive welfare for a lot of people.
2: Also, in this same meeting, the Austin Monitor says City Council Member Ryan Alter asked the city staff... Why is the Austin Police Department paying out so much money in overtime? What's going on there with APD? Hello, have you,
3: like, opened your eyes or your ears and heard anything about what's going on with the police department? Could it be that they are short about 350 officers, and when you don't have people filling those positions, guess what? The people you actually do have
4: have to work
3: overtime, yeah. and they don't do that for free, That's nor a, should they.
4: I think that may be the naivety of some of our younger city council members, and uh, Ryan is young, Zoe Quadri is young, and I think they just don't have the grasp of how a city works.
3: Then you shouldn't be in that position yeah, where but you they making But they were, elected. they
4: were elected, and they've got their pet projects. Zoe with the Red River, Ryan now with Saving Mother Earth, areas that I think they need to take long and hard looks at, but... They always vote. They they voted them in yesterday, approving these things with assisting the Red River Entertainment District. Private businesses at the Red River area, music venues and restaurants, will get our taxpayer money because their rents going up. Well, I'm sorry, boo hoo hoo, rents are going up everywhere. We are picking and choosing winners and losers. Why is the Red River District music venues getting money? Why isn't the Broken Spoke? Why isn't the Saxon Pub? why is it you know, no, 25 of more? The, we
3: shouldn't be asking why isn't the others. We Agreed. should just say it should not be happening. That's not what taxpayer dollars are meant for.
4: Right. Is And I would ask our listeners, is that what you want our, your taxpayer dollars to go to, to prop up a music venue? Albeit, that's great. That is great. But that's, that's our taxpayer dollars. And where is your benefit? If you've never been to the Red River District, where, when you say, where's my benefit as a taxpayer? If I go down there, do I get free cover? Do I get a couple of free beers? No. It's your taxpayer dollars propping up private businesses. Then they even said in this story that tourists tourists go to. Tourist.
2: KVU says the city council told the city manager, get back to us by May 2nd with details on how we can give taxpayer money to bars and music venues on Red River Street. This story does not indicate who gets the money, how much they get, how long they get it, what is the total amount of taxpayer mm-hmm. money going to these businesses. The city council just said, give them money. And this comes after being told, look, you're spending far more right. than we're taking in this year.
4: And Mark, that it, 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 you're exactly, it goes back to that. And it goes back to, to what uh, Chito said. Once you start a program, we don't need start and stops. So that's that program is going to yeah. be going all, forever and ever. Can you imagine if you have a business and the city council is writing you a check every single month to cover your expenses? Man, that's wonderful. But man, oh man, that didn't come from the sky. That came from taxpayers' money. Taxpayers' money.
2: 512-836-0590. Also in the news, final arguments are underway right now in Atlanta in a courtroom. This is the hearing on whether Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis will be removed from the case, which includes former President Donald Trump. Both sides are making their appeals to the judge right now, and uh, it's not expected that the judge will make his final ruling today, but this thing is coming to a close.
3: I, I learned something new today with this, because my question all along has been, what happens to this case if the judge does decide that they are disqualified from here? And I learned today, in one of the articles that I read, that that means the entire office is disqualified from working on this and they would have the state would have to find another district attorney to turn the case over to which i'm going to guess that district attorney will have to do their own investigation yes. to see if they agree with the charges that mm-hmm. were brought forth and they want to move forward with it. So to me, that would put this completely out of a timeline before the elections happen and it would have it would fall well after the well, well after. Did. It
4: would. And this is this is just mind-boggling to me. This is an important issue because we need to learn if President Trump and Rudy and the boys manipulated or tried to overthrow the election, but these pea brains in Georgia who decided to start dilly-dallying with each other and lying about it and doing all these things that they should not have been doing. This case is in jeopardy. This is will be a ginormous win for the man they call Donald Trump if they do kick Fonnie Willis out.
3: Well, even if they don't kick her off of the case, it still seems like she would have a hard time being trusted or going up mm-hmm. there to prosecute this i think her credibility her credibility was extremely shot by in my opinion her behavior on the stand in itself uh not to mention everything else and i still this only is the cherry on the cake it's not the cake where what we really need to know is what did the biden administration role in this we know they well, met yeah, with they them. met with them what was their role
2: Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. Join the conversation, Mark, Melinda, and Ed on KLBJ.
1: Enjoy the podcast of Mark, Melinda, and Ed at your convenience. You'll find them on NewsRadioKLBJ.com or via the free
2: KLBJ app. 215, thank you for joining us. Former President Trump says yes. Governor Greg Abbott is absolutely on his short list of potential running mates.
3: I almost think everybody Trump comes in contact in each state. He's like, and I'll take you it's on the short list. They're the positives list.
4: with that because I believe with immigration being the number one issue with Americans, I can see where he names Greg Abbott as his running mate to be. These are the actual guy, unlike. Uh, the current vice president will take control and go down to the border and coordinate. I can see that. But on another thing, politically, it doesn't make sense. In no way that Joe Biden's going to carry the state of Texas. Uh, history tells us you usually go get a vice presidential candidate from a state that may be in big time play. Texas is not in play.
3: Well, Abbott said today he's honored to be considered. But he's committed to Texas and tends to run for re-election here. So they always say Thanks that. No, um, always until say it's that. an actual formal invitation. Yeah. I'm here in Texas.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what else did you have to say about that, Ed?
4: No, I, with that, I, I suspected he was going to come out and say that. I hadn't seen that yet. But, yeah, they always say that. But if, if Donald Trump comes a and Greg Abbott will go. Uh, go join him in Washington, D.C. If, if he's elected.
2: President Biden and his team say they have finalized new regulations on washers and dryers. And they say uh, they're going to save all of us big money with these more energy-efficient
4: washers and dryers. But what's it going to cost for the average American up front to get these more energy-efficient? And I scratch my head over these numbers when they say, oh, we're saving Mother Earth by this amount, that amount, and that amount. And uh, I just, uh, my mind gets boggled on this. What's wrong with our washers and dryers now? And I didn't realize it was the leading leading cause of destroying Mother Earth.
3: Oh, yeah. That, the dangerous carbon dioxide emissions are com- going to be coming down when, when, when you make this change. Mm. Um, I don't understand what the attack on all of our appliances are. I I really don't. It started with stoves, and now we're at washers and dryers. and I mean, where does it... Is Hunter in the business now?
4: Is Hunter Biden selling appliances? (laughs)
3: This, again, is one of those things that they keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And I'm afraid it's kind of like the electric vehicles. It's okay if manufacturers want to start making these changes. And then when it comes time for you and I to go and buy a new one, uh, we look at the different ones and we're able to make our own decision and not be told, well, this is all you have, especially when we don't know if these changes... Um, are productive in a sense of, well, will I have to wash my clothes? Will there be like three cycles of Mm -hmm. washing in order to get them clean? But hey, I've got a new energy efficient washer.
2: Yeah, this story does not address a lot of those important points. How long will they last? How much more will they cost? How effective are they for consumers? It doesn't touch on that. It just talks about how much less energy they're going to use. And uh, Biden is touting this is going to save you money on your family budget every year. You're going to have a a lower utility bill in using these appliances.
3: Well, you know, they also said that about other things, and our utility bills just keep going up and up. I don't know about y'all. Maybe I got the wrong Mm rate of my electricity, but my electricity bill keeps going up and up and up. (laughs)
2: 512-836-0590. Maine is building a $13 million apartment building for newcomers and some of the
4: (laughs) you said it you just said it did i get it right you got
2: it right
3: thank you according to the white house yesterday newcomers
4: not immigrants yes
3: Uh, no not even it's not even immigrants people here illegally Uh
4: so
2: the newcomers will live for up to two years in this brand new apartment building two years and pay nothing and then if they do eventually get a job uh, they'll pay a about one third rate of normal rent that other people, U.S. citizens, would pay to live in these same apartments.
3: I do not understand how anybody in their right mind goes. Yes, this is how this should be handled. You have to know that is going to leave a bad taste in the mouth of people. We're talking about Maine here that live in Maine that are paying two to three. Four times what they're going to give this rent when they decide to make them pay rent. Mm-hmm. How do you expect the people that are already living there, hardworking people, um, they're legally working hard mm-hmm. to s- want to stay knowing that the next apartment building over, you got people here that are not working Living for free, and then even if they do start working and make an income, they're never going to pay what the other people are paying. This
4: system—they say—a mix of private and public money. If it is private money, I have no problem with it. If it's private money, but it's public money, it's taxpayer money. Again, where is the benefit for the taxpayers?
2: A one-bedroom unit uh, costs a U.S. citizen one thousand eight hundred dollars a month. A two-bedroom unit. $2,300 $2,300 a month the newcomers will pay nothing they'll live for free in this brand new unit that's being built in Brunswick,
4: Maine
3: mm-hmm. Luxury building yes. and they will live there for free for two years. Looks
4: really nice banking brand new, looks really really good If the newcomers do
2: get a job uh, the most they'll pay is $500 a month for a one bedroom and $690 a month for a two bedroom unit
3: I Again, this is this is this, this is a
4: benefit not for the people of Brunswick. This is for the people of for, this is the benefit of the newcomers.
3: And I am with you, Ed. If this is all private and that's how they want to spend their money, yes, go for it. That that is absolutely your right to do that. But when you are asking the taxpayers of this area to help chip in while they're not getting anything for it, that's just wrong.
2: And all of these things add up to increase the intensity of the magnet oh, yeah. drawing them to the United States.
3: Absolutely.
2: They uh, get the word back home. We're living for free. This place is unbelievable. you got to come and join us. Get here as fast as you can because we're paying nothing. We it's have beautiful. no worries.
3: We, yes. d- we just wake up and enjoy our luxury We can go get a job.
4: Uh, uh, under the, you know, we, we don't have a work card. We'll go get a job. We'll make money. And then President Biden will give us probably citizenship in the next few years.
2: The Federal Election Commission has announced today a brand new rule, and it allows candidates for federal office to pay themselves a salary out of their campaign funds. Mm. Out of their campaign funds, federal candidates can begin to draw salaries from their campaign committees when they file their statement of candidacy. And they can take up to fifty percent of the minimum U.S. household salary. So, uh, call it eighty grand a year is what the Federal Election Commission is estimating that they'll permit these people to pay themselves I don't to run like, for office. I don't like
4: this one bit. When people donate for running for office, they donate to the campaign for radio ads, TV ads, mailers, whatever. You don't you don't donate to a, a political candidate. To, to give him extra money. You don't do this. And I know we have so much graft in this area because a candidate may hire the cousin to be the driver, the wife to be the consultant. There's already enough graft in this, in the campaigns.
2: Well, the proponents of this, go
3: ahead. That would be me. I know it's going to come as no big shocker that I don't understand where Ed's coming from. Uh, If you are wanting people, good quality candidates, uh, to get into the race... I would imagine that requires a lot of your time. I just don't see how you can commit to a full-time job and then also commit full-time to the campaigning that needs to go on. And I think when people donate to your campaign, they're donating because they support you. They want you to stay in the race. They want you to win the race. And if that means that you... That's your only means of living while you're out there giving it your all to get elected. I don't see a problem with it.
4: I, I, I like the word service, service to the country. I just think this opens up too much graft. And uh, this I, I just think it stinks. They're gonna the you're talking about exi- you're talking. Okay, Michael McCall. Michael McCall's running for office right now. That means Michael McCall can get $80,000 out of his campaign. Okay, wait, hold
3: on. I thought I read this was only for people just launching a campaign, not those that are already in office. Did I read that wrong?
4: I I read it the other way. I thought it, it, because it quoted Representative Maxwell Frost said that it would make it easier for candidates to draw a livable wage while they campaign. That means him. I think I may. I may reading that wrong.
3: Incumbent federal office holders cannot receive compensations from campaign funds under the updated rule. Does that not mean those that are already in office can't get the money?
2: Incumbents cannot take the money. Is okay. what it means.
4: All right. So those That's, that are already I, I, in office I can't missed, take it. I misread, but no, I still don't like this, Mel. I don't like this at all.
3: So you have to. You decided. You've had enough of the way that this is running. You don't like how Congress is going and you've decided I'm going to do it. The only problem is how the heck do you afford that? I know it's an act of service Mm -hmm. and you'll be up there serving that and getting Mm -hmm. a paycheck when you become in the office. So why can't you draw a little money from your campaign funding to help you get elected? I,
4: I guess I'm old school. I like the system the way it is. And I just don't like where you can take money out of the campaign. Well, yeah, we get, we're get we mired with so many incumbents. The incumbents have the advantage, so much advantage when they're in office.
3: Which is the point of this.
4: Here are the numbers.
3: Five, I don't one, know about that. But five maybe, one, two, you may be right, Mel. You may be eight, right. Three, I am. Just eight, trust me.
2: 512 <laughs> 0590. Uh, Tommy, welcome to KLBJ. How are you, Tommy?
5: I'm doing well. How are you guys? It's fine Friday.
2: Fine, Tommy. Welcome.
5: Thank you. Listen, um, going back to the topic um, a moment ago about Maine building this um, luxury apartment complex for newcomers. Yes. Um, Two things. Number one, I wonder if I were to move from Texas to Maine, would I be considered a newcomer, or can I identify as a newcomer?
3: <laughs> well, um, unfortunately, this actually says for asylum seekers. Maybe you can seek asylum maybe. in Maine, in May, though.
4: Yeah, I'm seeking, yeah. I
3: hear it's pretty there.
4: I'd like to go to Maine in the summertime, not this time of year.
5: I know. Well, I would then. I would claim I'm seeking asylum from the city of Boston. <laughs>
4: <you
5: know. laughs> we all need to do that. Uh, the,
2: second,
5: the second thing I wanted to say is, Melinda, you have met, when when I heard you speak a moment ago on this topic, you said, and they're asking the citizens. They're not asking the citizens anything. That's they're true. They're telling the citizens. They're telling the citizens. There's a big difference in asking and telling.
3: You they're are correct, asking, Tommy.
5: In the same way with the city of Austin. They're not asking for a frigging thing. They're taking and they're they're making us swallow it hook, line, and sinker and like a, like a giant horse till we have no choice.
2: Thank you, Tommy. Have a good afternoon. She's 512-836-0590. It's Mark, Melinda and Ed.
1: Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. Now, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed.
2: Here's another opportunity for you to get registered to win one of those excellent prize packages to the Moody Gardens in Galveston. You can text the word WATER to 512-836-0590 right now. Text the word WATER and you'll be registered. We're giving away family four packs that include... Tickets to the aquarium, the rainforest pyramids, 3D and 4D theaters, and much more. And in addition to having five winners of those great packages, we'll pick a grand prize winner later today for a stay at the Moody Gardens Hotel in Galveston and golf down there. So, again, it's WATER to 512-836-0590. A reporter for The Blaze has been arrested by the FBI. He's facing... Federal prosecution for his reporting efforts on the day of the January sixth riot and for going inside the U.S. Capitol.
3: Yeah, I I'm trying to th- there. Let me first say what he's been charged with: knowingly entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority, disorderly and disruptive con- conduct in a restricted buildings or grounds, uh, disorderly conduct in a Capitol building, parading, demonstrating, picketing in a Capitol building. The part that I don't understand is he was told on Tuesday, the FBI has decided to move forward with these charges and you're going to have to self surrender on Friday, uh, which he did. And they promptly put him in handcuffs and paraded him in front of the cameras so that he could go in front of the court. Cause he was in front of the court this morning as well, hearing these charges that were being levied against him and All of the charges are misdemeanors. They could have easily said, hey, you need to show up at court at 10 a.m.
4: Misdemeanors, yeah.
3: And allow him to go to court, hear what he needed to hear, and and have it handled that way. It really makes you question why they chose to go the route that they did in doing this.
2: He was inside the U.S. Capitol for an estimated 30 minutes. Uh, One of his colleagues from The Blaze was on with Clay and Buck today. And she said the attorneys representing Steve Baker, that's the reporter, uh, believe this is retaliation by the FBI and Department of Justice for the reporting Steve Baker has been doing on the prosecution of people related to January 6th. Baker says he saw a New York Times reporter go inside the Capitol as well, and that reporter is not being charged by the Department of Justice. And Baker says that New York Times reporter went through a broken window to get into the Capitol. I went through a door that had been opened by Capitol Police. Yeah,
4: that doesn't make sense, Mark. And he, a legitimate reporter, uh, I think he's got rights as a legitimate reporter of the blaze. He's out there. His comments are out there. He's out there. But he brought up a good point about there are other reporter that New York Times reporter, that New York Times reporter didn't get. And I think it's because of his rhetoric. He's He's out there. Uh, rhetoric. Doesn't
3: matter. He still has uh, the right to report the way that he wants to report it and cover it the way that he sees it's necessary to cover. So it does make you question why the FBI is handling this reporter in this manner in contrast to not Mm -hmm. handling at all another reporter. I,
4: I, I would I would not if you're a legitimate reporter, you're reporting on the news. You you should have been able to go into the Capitol to report. You should have been able to go into the Capitol to report
3: a a, a, a story as if he says, you know, that the Capitol Police said, come in, which I can see that happening. There was something going on and you want to cover it. Come in. You can cover it. Mm -hmm. So why? Why are they doing this?
2: 512-836-0590. You can call. You can text us.
4: Retribution because he's out there. His views are Is that different.
3: what the FBI is for? Is that what the Biden DOJ no, is for? N-
4: no, it's not. It's, they, it's not because he is just out there, and I think they're punishing this guy because he's really out there with his thoughts and comments. Yeah. Uh,
2: also today, uh, the funeral is underway in Georgia for Lakin Riley, who was murdered. She's the aspiring nursing student there in the Athens, Georgia area. A report indicates that the local sheriff representing that county campaigned on a platform of not cooperating with ICE to honor detainers and help deport illegal immigrants. This is relative to this because the man charged with her murder is in the country illegally from Venezuela. So this story is reporting on how Sheriff John Q. Williams campaigned and won and has maintained his stance that local sheriffs and he's not going to help ICE deport illegal immigrants.
4: So bad to me, Mark, because I thought about when I read this this morning, I'm thinking about I started thinking about 9-11 and we got caught with 9-11 because our agencies weren't dealing with with each other, talking to each other, weren't helping each other. And this is just a blatant disregard for federal law to me by this sheriff. And it happens in many says it's happened in our city where they don't cooperate with deportation. This is a fundamental thing. It's the law and this sheriff. Or the police officer, whatever police chief in Athens, just disregard, disregard. Didn't even call. I don't want to work with ICE. This guy should have been deported immediately, and it cost a young girl her life.
3: And I'm he ran saying that he's not going to help with the culture of fear, and that we're antagonizing people that are undocumented or underdocumented, and causing a fear in them when we cooperate with ICE. Please correct me if I'm wrong. If ICE is coming in and has a detainer, it's because of some violent crime that has taken place and they are removing individual from this country because they don't want any more violent crime. So if you want to talk about not a culture of fear, how about removing violent criminals from the area?
2: Yeah, you're right about that, Melinda. Uh, Biden has ordered ICE. Only focus on the most violent. Mm. If, if you're going to deport anybody, only focus on them. And uh, the sheriff says, look, I'm justified in this position. We cannot be effective if there's a culture of fear in our community. People will be afraid to come forward and ask for our help. People will be afraid to give us tips on crimes if they think that they'll be swept up and deported by ICE,
4: if you go and cooperate with the police in an investigation, I don't think they're going to be swept up and kicked out of the country. Well,
3: one, ICE doesn't have a detainer for those that are tipping you off exactly. to criminals.
4: Exactly, they
2: don't. They just have, have that. the
3: detainer for the criminal.
2: Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. The Austin Monitor says the Austin City Council is very upset over what's happening to some contractors. Who work for YouTube's music content channel these uh, folks found out yesterday they were being laid off as contractors but that's not stopping the Austin City Council Melinda from getting right in the middle of this
3: these contract workers decided that they wanted to form a union um, but Google hasn't sat down and talked to them Google says They're not our employees. We contract them out through another company. So Mm -hmm. we don't have to sit down and talk to them. Um, And Google decided that that contract with that other company, the expiration date came and they know, they didn't ex- decide to extend it. And here you have the city council saying, well, we've got to support these people. We need to talk to them. No, again, that is not Your what own. you need to be doing. You do not need to be interfering in private businesses.
4: And again, we have an example. Zoe Quadri, the young city council person, says, quote, Austin is a union city. Austin is not a union city. Do we have a preponderance of people in unions? Yes, we have some local unions for different things, but Austin is not a union city, Zoe. It's not. The Austin City
2: Council voted 9-1 to one and approved a recommendation. It's an order to the city manager to find ways to help people like these folks unionize. Find That's- it. Make it happen. What can the city of Austin do? With taxpayer money and resources to help people who want to unionize, again,
4: Nothing, not, not your job. The role of the city council to be advocates for employees and private businesses. That's crazy. That's wrong. And again, though, we're not a union city. We're not. We're not dominated by labor unions in this town.
2: Join the discussion, Mark, Melinda, and Ed, 241 at KLBJ.
1: Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. And you can stream the show live on your digital device via the free news radio KLBJ app. Now, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed.
2: Kate is here producing. It's 2:44. Great to have you with us, and this is Kathy in South Austin. Hello, Kathy. Welcome. Hello.
6: How are you? Oh my gosh! Thank goodness the 24-hour difference here in the weather.
2: Yeah, wow, it's a gorgeous it? day. Yeah. Yes.
6: Well, I wanted to make. I I just heard your comments about us being a unionized city or something, and. Um, i'm I'm a retired state employee and we've always been told working for the state this is this is a right to work state which means we we don't push unions here i mean um, i I don't understand how austin can think that they can do everything that they want to do aside from what the state law says and I guess they can un uh, push unionizing in austin but uh, I would think it would come up against some kind of state law.
3: Yeah, they don't seem to be too fond about the state laws. They keep trying to bring no, right. up stuff that counter them.
6: <laughs> right. I mean, don't we have more serious things to take care of in Austin? Yes, Of ma'am. course we
4: do. Of course we do, ma'am, especially with the police department, fire, <clears throat> EMS, safety, parks. We have a whole litany list rather than uh, we're going to save the environment, we're going to help people join unions, or we're going to make, well, it's it's just a whole list, just a whole list of their pet projects. And I think they're well-meaning people. Zoe Quadri, I've met him a couple of times. He's a nice guy, but he's he's got this, he's on a mission to save the world and save save everybody in Austin with our taxpayer money and making we're stuff speaking. like this a priority.
6: Speaking of unions in Austin, they don't exactly support the police union. Why don't they be more supportive (laughs) of the unions we do have in
4: Austin? Good example. But anyway,
6: thank you guys.
4: Have
2: a good day. Enjoy that weather out there, Kathy. Thank you. Here are the numbers: 512-836-0590. The Biden administration says it is proud to announce that you can now get registered to vote. When you go online to sign up for Obamacare, Vice President Harris says we had 21 million people enroll in Obamacare last year online, so we're talking about a lot of potential new voters getting registered. It just
4: seems to me this is crossing the line once again by the administration. I love for everybody to vote, but it's not hard. It's not hard at all to go enroll and vote. And this this is, you know, this is political because you go healthcare.com and you think oh oh yeah if you have any knowledge this was this was when Obama was president who was vice president Joe Biden and I'm getting this health care yeah and I can register to vote it's a little too cozy for me maybe I'm being naive but it's a little too cozy
3: this big push for registering to vote do we have a shortage of registered voters in this country? Because just because you register to vote doesn't mean you go out and vote. This, to me, is just getting more addresses and stuff to send mail-in ballots to. And when you're talking about an online uh, uh, organization here, the the Health and Human Services, are they going to make sure that that registration is going to the right county that these people actually live in?
2: No, they probably won't this is the purview of states the constitution says that this is the duty of states and cities to do rules regulations and execute elections this is not the purview of the federal government but we told you a few days ago that biden signed executive orders when he took office ordering all federal agencies Whenever you come into contact with someone, make sure you see if they need to get registered to vote. And if they do need to get registered, do everything you can to get them registered.
3: Where's Congress? Asleep at the will. They should have jumped on that immediately, said you you don't have that authority, and shot it down on day two after they saw that signed executive order.
2: 512-836-0590. You can join the conversation, call or text us. White people who live in the country are the most racist, dangerous people in America. So says professor at the University of Maryland, Baltimore, Thomas Schaller, and his co-author, writer Paul Waldman. They were interviewed on MSNBC talking about the racism, xenophobia, anti-immigrant sentiment among white people who live in the country.
3: As I read some of their comments This is that goes to that saying, whatever they're pointing at this group is doing, they've got the four fingers coming back at them because they're the ones actually doing it. And some of the comments that they said, uh, these white rural voters don't believe in an independent press or free speech. What were we just talking about? Who just got arrested? What? Um, They don't like or they say that a president should be able to act unilaterally without any checks from Congress or courts or the bureaucracy. Who's doing that right now? Um, They are white nationalists and white Christian nationalists. They excuse or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to peaceful public discourse. I'm sorry. Was that that a bunch of white rural voters Mm -hmm. that were destroying cities in 2020?
4: I take offense to a lot of this, but the thing I take most offense to is there categorizing them the most dangerous group in America. Granted, some small towns may be a lot more conservative than Austin or Dallas or whatever. So be it. But I've never thought just because, and I came from a small mostly white rural town, it wasn't a dangerous town. It wasn't dangerous. It's going to overthrow the government. And when I grew up, you respected Congress. You respected the presidency and all this goop they're throwing out right now did not occur, and I dare say it probably does not occur in many rural towns in this state of Texas.
2: The professor's book is titled White Rural Rage, The Threat to American Democracy, and they were guests on MSNBC.
3: Where they just ate it up. They love it. They They were like, yep, 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 speak on.
4: But it's just, it's such a broad brush, a
3: broad, broad brush. And again, they talk about this, and this is a news organization that so many times puts out there that Trump is about dividing everybody and that he's divisive. What do you call this whole segment? <clears throat> I would say that's extremely divisive.
2: No doubt about it. Here are the numbers, 512 836 You can call, you can text us. A new survey says that 67% of business owners in California say they are considering moving out of California. 67%. 86% of business owners say that crime has increased in their particular area. What grabbed you in this story, Melinda?
3: Well, one, California is one of the most beautiful states Poorly ran, but one of the most beautiful states. Lots of people like to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, It just goes to show when you have decades after decades of bad policies that are put in place, that it has even the people that were born in California going, there's got to be a better place to go. And several of the business owners that talked to this reporter that did this story, that was it. They're just, they're tired of the taxes always living, yeah. rising, 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 and they're tired of the crime, rising, rising, rising. The ironic thing about this article is, is they say they want to move, but because we have interest rates so high right now, they're kind of stuck yeah. because they can't find Houses, a place yeah, to go sure. and purchase.
2: Uh, let's go to Daniel in North Austin on KLBJ at two fifty two. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Hello, Daniel. How are you? Well, thank you. I want to make a comment about Joe Biden
7: uh, and the Democrats saying that we was going to have World War III if Donald Trump came into power. Yes. You know what? It's the other way around because cause Joe Biden thinking about putting soldiers in Ukraine and Putin already said those are grounds for World War III. And China and Russia and China will get together, and we're we're doomed. So. It's the Democrats, not Donald
4: Trump or the Republicans. Rhetoric, rhetoric, Daniel. Rhetoric, you know, trying to scare people, trying to scare people. Both sides do it. Trying to scare people and voting that way. And that that rings kind of hollow with me, with Biden. I'm not for Biden. I'm not for Trump. I want somebody else.
2: Now, Daniel, uh, I heard President Macron of France allude to NATO troops on the ground in Ukraine. I haven't heard Biden say that. Did I miss that?
3: I haven't heard Biden, but Breitbart is reporting this afternoon that Germany apparently has revealed that U.K. and France do have soldiers in Ukraine.
7: Well, Joe Biden can't even talk, so
5: how how is he going to say the thing?
2: All right, uh, Daniel, thank you. Yeah, I did read uh, that Great Britain has, uh, as they put it, a small number of troops on the ground in Ukraine. They didn't specify what they're doing.
3: Okay. I'm would. i I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not sure where you want me to go with that.
2: I'm not asking you to go anywhere. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that, that I read something that supports what you're reading. Uh, yours was from Breitbart. Mine was from somewhere
4: else's.
3: I wouldn't yeah. be
4: surprised for one moment. We know we've had Americans over there but fighting didn't for didn't the Ukraine.
3: UK after the the French uh, president mentioned that wasn't UK one of the ones that were like, no, we I don't we don't know what he's talking about.
2: I, I think they did. Germany was quick to jump in and, and say no. Nobody has been discussing that. There's no consensus on that. Uh, Trent is with us on KLBJ two fifty four. Good afternoon, Trent. How are you this afternoon? I'm good. How are y'all? Fine, Trent. Welcome. Thank you.
7: Hey, I want to comment on the on the fellows on MSNBC. Um, you know, saying that the the white rural folks are are the most dangerous people in in America. Yes. Um, you know, I, I grew up on a ranch uh, in in gross, uh, west of grosbeck texas and uh, i'm a beef producer currently out here in burnett and um i I don't think i'm very dangerous at all i think i put a lot of food on people's plates yes and um if if that's what is dangerous um and i think they're really targeting agriculture anyway especially Mm -hmm. from the left because it's they claim it's you know contributing to about a third of the uh uh greenhouse gases out there. Your cows. And yeah, we, your cows are doing yeah, my it. My cows. Your cows. Our cows are killing. we're killing everybody, but <laughs> daggum I sure sell a lot of beef. Yeah, I'm glad um, you do too. <laughs> yeah. Well it's it's just it's it's kinda disheartening that you know um we work really hard to to feed people and you know, we get labeled as these things and we're not man. We just wanna work. We wanna own what's ours. And and take care of our people, and take care of you know everybody really, and just and just make a living.
3: Trent, I think you know, that's I why they think you're dangerous. They don't <laughs> want people that think for themselves, that are hard workers, and don't rely on the government. Anyone that thinks opposite of their beliefs are dangerous.
7: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, I guess I guess that if that's dangerous, I, I guess you know. Yeah. Uh, label me that way, but I, you know. They they think I was real dangerous if they showed up at my house.
2: I'll tell you that. <laughs> Ditto. Trent, thank you, sir. You have a great afternoon and a good weekend. We appreciate it. We've got news coming up next and much more with you right here. It's Mark, Melinda, and Ed.
0: Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed two to three years. Rhino Shield is guaranteed for twenty-five years. Hey everybody, Todd Jeffries here for Rhino Shield. It's a ceramic coating that is eight times thicker than paint. It can be applied over any surface, including wood, bricks, stucco, steel, hardyboard, vinyl, even your roof. And right now they're offering a 15% discount. For a free quote, Texas Rhino Shield at 855. 855- rhino tx that's 855 rhino tx and online texas